This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 15, verses 3 through 7. They, being sent on their way by the assembly, passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. They caused great joy to all the brothers. When they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the assembly and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all the things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to see about this matter. When there had been much discussion, Peter rose up and said to them, Let's keep reading. They, being sent on their way by the assembly, passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. They caused great joy to all the brothers, When they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the assembly and the apostles and the elders, and they reported everything that God had done with them. They were probably excited to share with the believers on the way to and in Jerusalem how God had worked among them and how many Gentiles were being converted. This brought the brothers in both Phoenicia and Samaria great joy. Paul and Barnabas, when arriving in Jerusalem, were received by the believers. They told the brothers there as well what God had done with them. Verse 5, But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. In verse 1, Some men had come down from Judea to Antioch, where Paul and Barnabas were, and taught the brothers, Unless you're circumcised after the custom of Moses, you can't be saved. Now Paul and Barnabas are running into this again in Jerusalem. Maybe these were the same Judaizers who were making a fuss down in Antioch. Perhaps when they got word the church in Antioch had sent Paul and Barnabas with others to settle the dispute in Jerusalem, they didn't want to be left out. Maybe they went back up to Jerusalem on the heels of Paul and Barnabas to make sure they too would be heard on the matter before the Jerusalem church. Regardless if they were the same Judaizers in verse 5 as in verse 1, they certainly shared the same conviction about the Gentiles, once again asserting, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Verse 6, the apostles and the elders were gathered together about this matter. The Jerusalem church and its leaders, gathering about this issue in Acts chapter 15, is known as the Jerusalem Council. Verse 7, When there had been much discussion, Peter rose up and said to them, All right, before we dive into what Peter said, let me just point out, I find it fascinating and somewhat perplexing that the elders and apostles of Christ's church at this point would need much discussion on this matter. The ESV translation says, after there had been much debate. The King James translation says, when there had been much disputing. I mean, what was there to discuss? 
What was there to debate? What was there to dispute? Shouldn't it have been obvious to the Jerusalem elders and apostles? But apparently it wasn't obvious to all of them. As it relates to justification by faith, apart from the law, we certainly know where Paul stood, as we've discussed earlier on in this chapter of Acts. But where did the church leaders in Jerusalem stand on this issue? Maybe some of them weren't as far along as Paul in understanding the gospel of grace, how one is saved, and whether the Gentiles needed to be circumcised to be saved. Honestly, this is somewhat mind-boggling to me, as these were men who had walked with Jesus for three years, appointed as messengers for God by Christ himself, and who were given the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to indwell and teach them, among other things. This is a harsh reminder that learning what the Holy Spirit is teaching us can be a process. We can be hard-headed, stubborn, slow to understand and hear. We have to remember that the book of Acts records a transitionary period in which many old covenant practicing Jews had come to believe in their prophesied Christ, in their Messiah whom their own people had recently rejected. This Messiah ushered in a new covenant, not like the covenant at Sinai with Moses. This Jesus ushered in a better covenant that was inaugurated or dedicated through his own blood when he died for the sins of the world on the cross of Calvary. You've heard the saying, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. The early Christian church was initially composed primarily of Jews who had spent their entire lives under the Mosaic Covenant, its laws, practices, and rituals. More than that, there were also man-made traditions in Judaism which had become strongholds among so many. Jesus said in Luke 5, verses 37 to 39, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst to the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says, The old is better. They were still sorting some of this stuff out. Really, there are two matters at hand. First, how is a person saved? And what role does the law play or not play in that? Must one first be circumcised and convert to Judaism to be saved? Second, once a Gentile is saved, what role should the Mosaic law play for the Gentile convert? Must the Gentile convert be under the Mosaic law? So before we examine what Peter stood up and said, I want to cover some additional background and context. Remember in Acts chapter 10, we covered a few weeks back that Peter was hesitant to engage with the Gentiles from Cornelius' household who had sent for him at the angel's command. But because of the vision Peter had, he came to understand, eventually admitting, truly I perceive that God doesn't show favoritism but in every nation, he who fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. He realized then that the Gentiles could also be accepted by God. So Peter proceeds to preach the gospel to these Gentiles in Acts 10. They receive the Holy Spirit by hearing with faith as a result. 
Or in other words, these Gentiles heard the gospel through Peter while Peter was even still preaching. Acts 10, 44-45 accounts that the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. They of the circumcision who believed were amazed, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was also poured out on the Gentiles. So Peter witnesses the Gentiles receive God's Holy Spirit through faith alone, independent of works of the law, circumcision, water baptism, and this was his testimony to the church about the incident in Acts 11, verses 12 through 17. The Spirit told me to go with him without discriminating. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying to him, Send to Joppa and get Simon, who is called Peter, who will speak to you words by which you'll be saved, you and all your house. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, even as on us in the beginning. I remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If then God gave to them the same gift as us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? Peter preaches, they believe and receive the Holy Spirit, and thus salvation. All right, so back to the Jerusalem Council for a second. Here in Acts 15 verse 7, Peter's about to declare something incredibly significant. But his conclusion and assertion before the council wasn't something he just pulled out of thin air. God had prepared him and carefully orchestrated incidents that I believe helped lead Peter to be able to make the confident assertion he'll make here in Acts 15, starting here in verse 7. First, he had witnessed firsthand the Gentiles receiving the Spirit by faith as they heard the gospel preached. Second, I believe it's also very likely that Peter and Paul had brushed shoulders once or twice about the matter of the Gentiles and the law. I believe they very well may have spoken privately about the issue and were already on the same page. But now, Peter would be making a public and authoritative declaration before the church in Jerusalem about the matter. Rejected by men for our sins And we hid our faces from Him Acquainted with grief for our peace His wounds bring us healing But He knew who He was and why He
was No Greater Love from the Adams Road album, Resurrected. The first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Just as we have born the image of the man of dust we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven one sin brought condemnation on all men for all have sinned and then death reign from darkness righteous born of one one act of righteousness covered all sin through Jesus' death on the where he became our sin Once and for all So we know that there is now No condemnation For those who belong to Christ By believing in him To some it seems too easy To 
was Second Adam from the Adams Road album Resurrected.
This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts 15, verses 7 through 11. Grace and peace be with you all.